Well, welcome to the Thrive Women's Podcast. We're so glad that you're listening today on this first week of February, which is amazing. We made it to the second month of 2021, if you're keeping count. But Lisa, so good to see you. Happy recording day. I know that's not a holiday. Happy recording day. My favorite day of the week is getting to connect with you and kind of get the scoop on life and weekend fun. And uh, speaking of fun, I just have to let our friends know that you just had a big birthday. So happy birthday to Angie. Thank you. And um You turned the lovely 40 years old, and I want to hear how you are bringing that in. (laughs) Yes. Well, now everyone everyone knows the milestone. Um, Yes, thank you. Yep, celebrating my birthday the end of January, and one of the upsides to COVID is that it's not really acceptable to have a big party. Like, you just kind of got to go small. And so I get, like, seven parties, which is really fun. Um, no, I was able to spend that weekend with some really close friends and, uh, I would say I just felt, uh, yeah, very spoiled by the people in my life and not in a gifts way, but I feel like everyone was really generous with their words and encouragement and, um, my family was awesome and did a bunch of fun surprises and yeah, it was just great. Life is really good. So I, I think what what I loved just kind of seeing all the celebration going on on Instagram for you is that you are such an encourager and such a builder up of your friends and of people. Mm-hmm. And it was really fun for you to just have to like not be able to do that, but just to receive um, people's love and affection in the ways that you've encouraged them. So th- that was really fun to watch. And then I also think just, I love how you're going into this thinking, you know, what, what does God have ahead for me? You know, and you're excited. And, you know, a lot of times people turn these big birthdays and they're depressed and, you know, discouraged, but not for you. You're just bringing it on. So, and you look fabulous. Oh my gosh. Look fabulous. Well, thanks. Thank you. I, um, I mean, we could have a longer conversation about this, but I do agree. I, I think sometimes the birthday number, it's easy to get, um, in a weird place about it. And I don't know. I think there's nothing we can do about it, right? Like <laughs> we're just We're getting older. Yeah, you just get older <laughs> and I some sometimes I think it like cheats what God's doing in your life if you don't celebrate it. So there it's memorializing, yeah. right? The gifts and the the season and what God's brought you from and to and Yep. No, this is good. Good and healthy. Well, keep keep going, girl. Yeah. You've got the whole year. I think big birthdays, you've got a year, right? So oh, for your gift's sure. still coming. Yeah, especially in <laughs> how long can we claim COVID? Like in COVID time, you can spread out your birthday. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, COVID time. That's right. Well, we are very excited for what's coming for the month of February. You know, we were kind of thinking about just the traditional, you know, Valentine's, February being love month. And while that's wonderful and all, we also recognize that sometimes February is really hard for people. And, you know, love has not quite worked out the way they had hoped or dreamed. And there's pain um, sometimes just in being alone and dealing with loss and all of these things. So we just felt like let's focus on just the redeeming love that Christ has for us and bringing to you some 
incredible conversations of women that, um, you know, have walked through some pretty painful things and, um, just seeing how God has used that in their journey to bring healing, but also to bring a story that he's using uh, to be a comfort and to encourage people around them. And so this is the redeeming month of February, and it's all about God and what he wants to do. And so we're today bringing a lovely young woman by the name of Julie Wilson, and we're sharing a conversation with her that um, has to do with mental health and actually the the loss of her husband who um, died of suicide. And we're just mourning that for her, but also bringing that thread of how God is redeeming and using that to do something new in her life. So enjoy this conversation and pay attention to how God has worked in her life and what he wants to do in yours. Well, today we're super excited uh, to have Julie joining us. Julie, you are an author, um, an editor, a speaker. You get to live in Southern California too, which is not too bad. <laughs> um, mom, to, <laughs> mom to two sons, Finch and Denim. Um, and you're one of the founders of Anthem of Hope. So you've said you spend your days getting to speak on life and sharing hope at churches schools and conferences around the country, which I can think of no better time than right now to have someone that is sharing so much hope. And we're excited to talk um, more about that with you today. Um, you also, we'll talk about this too. Um, you were married to Jared and married in 2013, and you both shared this passion um, for helping those who felt far from God, um, finding healing and restoration, started Anthem of Hope together um, and you've continued that in his legacy. And um, you just really believe that hope gets the last word. I love that line. It's so I good. Know. But welcome. Thanks for jumping on this morning and um, having a conversation with us. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to talk with y'all. So this year has looked very different for all of us. <laughs> Tell us a little <laughs> bit about what this has looked like for you and your, bro you and your boys. Um, how are you starting the new year feeling? Are you still quarantined? You know, just all of that stuff. How's it looking for you guys? Yeah. So 2020 was obviously so wild for everyone and so unexpected. And I know the boys and I definitely felt that too. I think at that point when the world kind of shut down, I was about six months into the grieving process and um, up until that point, I had been so busy just with moving and getting settled in our new routines and just trying to figure out this this new life that I had found myself in. And so I really had not slowed down very much just to kind of think and feel and process. And so I actually, I was supposed to go back home to Tennessee the day after everything shut down. And I thought that's exactly what I needed. I was like, okay, I've been with the boys since this happened. It's been six months. And um, I had not had a night away from them. And so I was going to go take two weeks to be by myself. And then of course, what I thought I needed was ex the exact opposite of what ended up happening. And I ended up spending the next several months, I think it was about six months or so, um, in the house alone with both of my boys, yeah. with not 
much to do. And so it was definitely not only a shock to my system, just being used to being on the go all the time, but also an invitation that I think I would have rejected in any other circumstance. But yeah, so it was just exactly what I didn't know we needed, which was just time together, unhurried, a, a place to just process and grieve and really come to terms, I guess, with what had just happened in our lives and what God wanted to do with it. And so there was definitely a lot of really hard moments in that and crying out, not understanding and wishing things weren't the way they were. But in that, I just met God in such a beautiful way and saw a different side of him that I've never known. And so with that, moving forward into this year, I think for the boys and I, my main goal was just to carry the things from last year that were actually good, because I do believe there were so many good things that the year the year before taught us. And for me, that was just to rest and to be okay with not having a thousand things on my schedule and to remember how important it is just to sit with the boys and to talk and not have to entertain them and go to a billion places for the day to have value or worth or for it to have been a, a good day, but to read a book to them and sing a silly song and clean together and just do the normal um, life things together in a beautiful way and to see it as a joy. And so when we sat down right before the new year, I kind of talked with the boys about what do you want to do this next year? And what do you want it to look like? And of course, they just were saying, let's get some toys and go to the playground. And for me, <laughs> when I thought through it, I just, I just remembered how beautiful it was to not be rushed and to, you know, call a friend for the first time in forever without giving it a 30 minute deadline and to sit and read a book and do all these things. So that was really important to me walking into this new year is to not lose that space that was created to have free time, just that margin to spend with the Lord um, that's unhurried. And so, yeah, we're just trying to walk into this year with a mindset of gratitude and being thankful for whatever it may look like and learning to be flexible, I think was a huge lesson from this last yeah. year and, and to not, to not see a day as good or bad based on the circumstances around us, but the posture of our heart. And so, yeah, that's, that was my main focus. And I'm continuing to try day to day to stay in that, that space and to just kind of take away the expectations that I think so many of us put on ourselves when it comes to our kids or what makes a day good or not good. And just to remember it already is, and to just get in that mindset of this is the day God's created. It's good. I'm going to rejoice whether I'm in the house with two smelly little boys for, for right. you know weeks and weeks on end, or if I'm able to get out and do things that um, I love to do, he's still good. And just trying to live in that posture as best as possible. That, that's amazing, Julie. I, I think uh, something you said about just learning to look at the things that were good from last year and building mm -hmm. upon those. I think that's a word for all of us listening right now, because so much of the conversations have been leaving everything behind. And you chose to kind of look at that through a different lens, through God's lens and build new things from that. And I just thank you for saying that. Thank you for inviting us to posture ourselves differently for, for 2021. Well, part of 2021 that we're all realizing is that we're still carrying a lot of the hard things that, that uh, we had in 2020. We're not leaving those behind. And for so much of that has just been this common fight that all of us are struggling with when it comes to 
you know, our mental health and just our hope and our discouragement that, that we all are sharing more than ever in this season. And I love that, um, that your passion for helping people kind of heal and find that hope in the midst of, you know, tough seasons that God prepared you, what was that seven years ago, I think more than ever is, is really an opportunity to minister to so many people in this season. So I would just love for you to share um, how you are seeing that heart that God gave you to kind of help people in this season in a new way. Yeah, you know, it's so funny because when Jared and I met, I was 20 and we actually only knew each other from the time we met until we got married. It was a three month period of time. And I remember very specifically at the very beginning of our relationship, he sat down with me and just let me know that he had struggled with mental health since he was 18. And at the time when we met, he was 24 and that it was pretty bad around that time. He said he had thoughts of suicide at 18 and that um, he had just gotten to a really bad place. And then later on that year, he became a believer and got really involved in church and uh, community was just super beneficial for him. And I listened to the conversation and as a 20 year old um, young adult woman, I just thought, oh, how sad. I hate that he dealt with that, but he's through it. And now he has me and we're going to get married, have a few kids. Like I'm, I'm so glad that now everything's going to turn around for him. This is amazing. I'm, I'm so glad that he got through that. And I was just so naive to what it actually looks like to struggle with something like that. And I, I guess I just didn't really understand that it wasn't something that um, he used to deal with, but that it was an ongoing thing and that he would need a lot of support and love in the process and that it wasn't something that a white picket fence could fix. And honestly, that usually just added to the anxiety, you know, like getting the next thing, the the promotion, the having the kids, all of the things like that, the things I thought that would cure his sadness or help with anxiety actually usually added to it because with that came more pressure and um, the need to provide more or whatever it may be. And so I quickly realized after jumping into our marriage that this was something that is real and that people can't just turn it off and on. Like we might assume if you know you don't struggle with that I know I did for so long I thought oh I know you're having a bad morning but just get up and we'll go for a walk and we'll get out of the house and it'll be great and I didn't realize how crippling it could be for people how how they really in those moments don't always have a choice and they just kind of have to let it be what it is and so I guess just living with him and seeing how hard it was for him to sometimes just do basic normal things like show up somewhere for a coffee date or whatever he may need to do that day. I just, I had compassion for him and also just wanted to learn how to better support people who may seem or feel forgotten or unseen, unlovable. And with that, not only those feelings, which alone are so heavy to carry, but, you know, feel like a burden or feel like something's messed up with them and may, you know, feel ashamed to bring it up to people because it's just not something that's really talked about that openly. And I just quickly realized that I had to do something somehow. And it didn't start off as this huge thing of, I want to start this nonprofit and go change the world for mental health and all these things. If I'm being honest, a lot of days, I wish that it wasn't a part of our story. I can tell you so many weekends, we'd have a date planned and, 
you know, something would get canceled. And I would just think, why, why do, why do we have to do this? You know, why do we have to deal with it? I wish that he could just be healed, fixed and everything's better and we're good and we can just move on with our lives. And I just felt the burden even more as time went on that God was laying it on my heart to speak up, to reach out, to help other people who are loving someone who has struggles with mental health. And how, how do you do that? And so I didn't really know the answers to those things. I didn't know the right way to love someone in those moments. I was just asking God to lead me and in that sharing what I learned, you know, the right ways I responded, the wrong ways and um, everything in between. But yeah, I just couldn't help but think about how so many people go to bed every day or wake up every morning feeling like they have no purpose or that they don't matter, they don't belong. And just knowing that the lies, depression and anxiety speak to people day after day are so far from the truth that God speaks over them. I just, I I had to say something beyond, beyond just you're not alone, but not only are you not alone, but this is what God says about you. And I think being able to take the mental health awareness side and mix it with the beauty of scripture, which is not always a common Mm. thing. You know, it's, it's actually a pretty taboo subject still to this day. You know, not everyone is comfortable speaking about it because the reality is we don't know everything about it and every, everybody struggles differently, but that doesn't mean they have to struggle alone. And I just felt really passionate about that. And I knew that whatever answers I didn't have, uh, scripture did. And so, uh, I felt like leading out with, reminding people of how loved they are and how God's always with them and that he sees them and that he cares and that they're not forgotten, not a burden, all of these things just made sense. And we kind of just jumped right into it. And as time went on, I had babies back to back. They're 18 months apart. And Jared kind of took the lead on speaking out. And he was really honest and bold about it from the pulpit. He was a pastor um, the whole time we were married. And so he was able to kind of vulnerably tell people like, yes, I'm a believer and I love God and I love my family and I'm trying my best to live in the way that he's called me to live. But at the same time, there's days I don't want to get out of bed and I struggle and it's really hard. And so we kind of just tag teamed and it's funny. We always talked about it. It was such a funny pairing between the two of us because I am overly optimistic to a flaw. Like I kind of need people to sit me down sometimes and say like, look at the whole situation. This is, this is not, it's not, it's okay that you, you know, might not see this as the perfect situation. And I'm, I'm kind of really good at saying like, yeah, this is terrible, but you know, if we do X, Y, Z, it's going to be fine. It'll be good. It's going to be great. And then he was the opposite of everything's terrible and it's, it's not going to get better. And, and so it was actually a really beautiful thing to be able to kind of balance each other out in that and, and fight together against this silent battle that so many people deal with every single day. And, um, that just didn't change when he passed. Honestly, I had so many people tell me, you know, Hey, Julie, you should just take time to just do your own thing. Mm -hmm. This isn't your fight anymore. Like you don't have to worry about it. And the exact opposite kind of happened. I felt like it was more important than ever to speak up, to speak out, to remind people that they're not alone and to do my best to carry on this message that never had anything to do with us. I mean, God has been sharing this message since the beginning of you're valuable, you're loved, you're needed, and that I have a plan for you. And so I just get to echo that and share that. This has never been my calling or my vision alone. It's been the heart of God 
since the beginning of time. And I kind of just jumped into that. And I, I don't think that's something that changes when my circumstances do. And so um, the message has changed a little, the way I share it has definitely changed. But at the end of the day, God is very clear in scripture to just take care of people who are in distress, look after people, be there, love people well. And um, for me, this is just the door that's open. And I can continue to just walk in it the best I can and try to love people well. Yeah, Julie, I love so much of what you just said, I think is for someone listening, you may be the first person they've heard that is normalizing this for them Mm -hmm. or, you know, making it um, okay. Like you said, it's just taboo. And I, I have been encouraged that it's being talked about more. I think just the realities of mental health and especially this year, right? Like mm. you've been doing this work for a long time. I think uh, just in our whole country and world, given what 2020 was, you kind of hear about, you know, look out for your mental health more. Mm. And I always think there's people that are living this daily um, and some that might not even know um, what to, where to reach out for help or how to kind of connect with someone that can help them with that. Can you speak a little more specifically to what it is that Anthem of Hope, like what you guys do and just some practical, hey, here's where I would start, you know, to reach out and I don't know, get some help, get connected to some groups. Yeah, definitely. So with Anthem of Hope, it started off kind of as just a social media movement of talking about things, just tweeting. Yeah about mental health and seeing seeing where that would go. It didn't start off as this big vision or anything that was gonna turn into what it ended up turning into. It was kind of just our first attempt at normalizing the conversation within the church. And um, it was just really well, well received for the most part, obviously not everyone understood it or cared for it, but for the most part, we realized really quickly that this was such a need and it was so important. We just kind of ran with it. and. Now it's turned into all these years later, um, just an, a complete nonprofit organization that at the heart of it is all about just reminding people, first of all, who God says they are. And for so many people dealing with mental health issues, that's not a common thing that you can find. I mean, even if you look online, it, you would think, oh, there has to be something, some sort of resource where people can find not only hope for this life, but the next. And that just didn't exist. And so we knew pretty quickly we wanted to make this more than an occasional tweet or Instagram post. And so now our our site has a 24 seven live chat with uh, people that we call hope coaches. And these are not counselors. They're just people who have been trained really well in the conversation surrounding mental health, who can, you know, as someone reaches out, remind someone that they're loved and that they matter, but that if they are having feelings of you know, doubt or suicide or, or don't feel like they want to continue on another day, they can connect them to counselors in their area instantly, Christian counselors um, that can help them. And so this is always on the website. It's up 24 seven. And it has been so beautiful to watch people Mm. just find hope through that to know that at any time, if they're struggling, there is someone to talk to. So that's one of the main things we offer that I, I just love. I feel like that's such a need and I'm really grateful that we were able to partner with people to do that. And then also, yeah. I think the main thing is just trying to equip churches to know how to better understand the conversation because there, there's such a hunger for that amongst pastors. And I'm, I'm so grateful for that because even five years ago, 
I felt like it was nothing but just silence in return to every email or whatever, not because they people didn't want to help or or didn't have a desire to love people well or help at all, but it was more so we don't know how to have this conversation. It's tricky and we want to have it. We just don't really know where to start. And so that's kind of where we come in, just helping people know how to better have that conversation and um, how to talk to people and love them in the middle of their struggle. Um, and so they don't have to do it alone. And then for me, one of my favorite things, my, my primary goal with Anthem, um, specifically for my life, I like to just stand by families who are dealing with some similar things and not necessarily loss, but just trying to love someone in their family or their friends that are struggling. And, you know, so many people don't know how to do that. I, I know I didn't, like I shared, I had no clue where to start. And so I like sending out resources, which we do through our email each week, just sending out ways that you can practically, you know, one example would be five ways you can love someone struggling with mental health this week. And, and that has just been super beneficial and helpful for not only the people it gets into, but for me, as I write it, it's a reminder to mm -hmm. me of how important it is to check in and not just on your friends that you know are struggling, but your strong friends, the family members who are always the ones holding everyone else up and taking care of everyone. Because I think we forget sometimes that um, no matter how good people are at carrying heavy things, it doesn't mean it's not hard or it doesn't hurt and that it's not um, weighing them down. And so I think just reminding people to check in on everyone, to, to be there, to be open and to allow people to be human again is so important because we've kind of gotten to this place, I feel like in society in general, where it's weak to have feelings and anything besides success in the, you know, the world's terms, which is just money, fame, especially being online, perfection, all these things, anything less is not okay. So we've learned to kind of stuff our feelings and not talk about anything that makes us look like we don't have our whole life perfectly put together, you know? And so I think just creating a space again for people to be allowed to be human has been really beautiful to watch. And I think for people who might just be feeling, you know, confused about where they're at or not understanding why they don't want to get out of bed or, you know, not even just the depression side, but anxiety. Why can I not show up for the things I commit to? Why do I feel overwhelmed right. in a room full of people? Why can I not do a task like go to the grocery store, but yesterday I could. And I, I think for right. anyone who's listening, who's struggling with that, I think I would just love to tell you that struggling with mental health issues doesn't make you a bad Christian or it doesn't mean that you don't have enough faith, but you're just human and, you know, you need community. It's what we were created for and you need people in your lives and it's okay to reach out to people. You're not a burden. You're not a mistake or a failure. You're so loved. You're needed. You have value and your life matters. And there are people around you who want to help you they might just not know how, or they might not recognize it because one of the, the lies that depression and anxiety does tell us is that no one will care. They won't listen, that you're just going to bother them, be a burden to them. And in that, when those lies are so loud, what you might think is obvious that I'm struggling. How does no one see? I feel like I'm crying out. Other people might not see that because you're not you're not able to walk in the truth of how you're feeling because you're afraid or ashamed. And so if anything out of this conversation um, hits you today, I hope it's just that you do have permission to speak up about how you feel and that that's okay. And it's not only okay, it's just necessary. We need people. We are created to be around people. And I think that you will find at the very least so much 
just comfort knowing that you really aren't alone in this world and that not only do the people around you care and want to help and and want to listen, but God loves you so much and he does have a specific purpose for you, even with the depression or anxiety. And I believe that God can heal you of anything at any time of the day, but I don't think he always will. I think sometimes he allows us to walk in our struggle and to embrace that part of our lives and learn how to struggle well. And in that he brings people alongside and, and, you know, he'll, he'll help you get through that. And I, I think that's just so obvious in scripture. You know, there's so many people in the Bible that we look to as heroes and we think, gosh, how could we have that faith? But I wish I could, but I have all these problems, but you think about it. And David cried out all the time, um, not wanting to live anymore, being pursued by his enemies and asking God, why do I have to do this day after day? And you think of Job crying out, why did you even let me be born? But yet these people go on to do such beautiful, powerful things that we still talk about day after day and are so inspired by. And there's no reason that God can't do that for you. He's still the same God. He still has the same heart for his people. And he wants to do that through you, not in spite of your, your struggling, but because of it sometimes, because you notice your weakness and he's able to do great things with that. So I think just if I could say anything today, just know you have permission to be human, to have struggles, to not have it all together. And because we love you and because everyone around you does care, you have to reach out. It, it's so important yeah. to just speak up. I, I think that's such an important thing to mention, Julie, because I feel like in the church, there's this this expectation as a Christian to to work through your mental health with the faith, with your Bible, with the resources that God has given you. And, um, you know, instead of just letting people be where they're at and, and trusting God's kind of redemptive purposes for that person um, as he's healing and, and, and restoring people. Um, and something you said about being a hope coach. I just think that's a picture of what the body of Christ needs to be for one another to, you know, compassion is not fixing people. Compassion is staying with people and, Mm -hmm. and reminding people when they have forgotten how faithful God is. And I love that you keep bringing scripture and God's promises into this conversation because that is life giving and, and can, you know, be a comfort, whether it changes the circumstances or not, it helps people to find that comfort and, and peace in the midst of their, their suffering um, with the hope that what they're walking through, just as you're doing right now through the incredible work and ministry is so that you can go be a hope or a comfort to, to others that find themselves in that similar place. And that's just, you know, what God is doing through, through Anthem of Hope and, the conversations now that you're able to bring and have, and people are going to key in and listen to you because you have walked through it, you are in it, and you're offering, you know, very real and honest, um, practical ways to guide people in the midst of whatever they're facing. But but we would love, as kind of we're wrapping up here, you seem like a big dreamer. So I know that God is just in this quarantine time, giving you lots of fresh dreams for your life and and even the ministry, as you look ahead, how is God kind of reshaping some of that for you, maybe in a new way? Yeah, I think one of the main things that I've been 
focusing on is just slowing down and getting back to the basics of humanity. Like, what do we really need? What were we created for? And to me, that's obviously a connection with God. And I believe we're all created to be in a relationship with him, that he is our creator and that he has a purpose for each and every one of us. And then beyond that is just to be connected with people and to love well. And as I've thought through that this last year of, okay, how do I practically do that or help people to do that moving forward with Anthem? And um, that has kind of turned into a lot of writing, which at this point is probably a few books. <laughs> I mean, I think this last year alone has given enough content for a whole series, but um, I'm definitely focusing a lot on writing and just sharing not only the story of Jared and I, but just the story that God has for all of humanity and creation and his heart for us. And just getting back to those, those basic things that are really the heart of life, just to, to love God and love people well. And, and in that, all the messy, broken pieces are found and, and watching how God can, can use those to make something beautiful. So I've been writing a ton. I'm really excited about some projects that I'm working on with that. And then also just kind of dreaming really big dreams when it comes to how to tangibly help people through Anthem and just in our day-to-day lives. But that's kind of looking like a huge project that I can't really share yet, but it's, it's super exciting and just creating a space for people to come together and, and grieve and learn and, and to get educated. And so, yeah, we have some big things planned, really excited about what God can and will do just through our story and the life that the boys and I are now navigating. And it's hard and it's crazy and it's obviously not what I ever could have imagined for us, but in it, God has been so faithful and so near And I I don't know how to explain it, except that we have just been held and we're not always, we're not always good there. You know, things aren't always good. Things around us aren't always um, going the way we expected. And that's just life for all of us, but that we can have a peace in the midst of it all. And I have felt that overwhelmingly from the second my life changed, God has just been so near and so Mm -hmm. patient and has just allowed us to cry out and have bad days. And so all I know to do is just echo that same heartbeat and try to be that for other people to be near, to offer hope and comfort and let them cry out, reach out, say what they need to say. So yeah, I'm excited and and hopeful to just continue not only moving forward with something big on a grander scale like Anthem, but in our day-to-day lives, just loving everyone we come in contact with and and being someone who can create space for conversation. That's exciting. We can't wait to see and hear what is coming, <laughs> but just, I, I'm really struck to Julie, just um, thank you for continuing to show up to what each day looks like. And um, that's really inspiring. And I think it's just a good word for all of us um, moving forward. Like you said, it's not always good and everything isn't, always pretty and, you know, Instagram perfect, but all God asks is that we show up and look for him. And I think you're doing that and it's making a huge difference. So, um, we're just thankful for that. And so if people want to connect with you and connect with Anthem of Hope, remind us again, where they can do that. Yeah. So our website is just anthemofhope.org and the Twitter handle, Facebook, Instagram's just the same at Anthem of Hope. 
And then my personal Instagram is just at it's Julie Wilson. And I would give you my Twitter, but I don't use it. So I'm not even going to try because it's just not my favorite space. There's so much yeah. going on. So much. But hey, that's try. honest. Yeah. Twitter's yeah, wild. <laughs> but the boys and I are pretty much all over Instagram. And that's the place to find what's going on in our life. So if you like cute kids and need some hope, you can follow us there. <laughs> Perfect. I think that's exactly what we need in 2021. <laughs> Well, thank you, Julie. Thanks for taking the time this morning. Yeah, just to share so much of your story with us. You're really inspiring. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you so is, much for having me. This has been a blessing. And I, I know that God is going to use this for every listener. So thank you for just sharing your heart. God has put a lot of new insights into you and your story that um, I haven't heard before. You said some things that I was just like, wow. So uh, I'm excited to follow you and, and see what, how to direct women to you as well. Awesome. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. Well, we hope that you enjoyed that incredible conversation uh, that Julie had with us today. I mean, Angie, she just was preaching. I mean, I could not write fast enough. Clearly, God is just doing a lot of new things and bringing new things for her to mind. And I love... How she shared, you know, when COVID hit and she was disappointed in not being able to go back home and visit family and get that break she needed. You know, there were so many disappointments to that season, but I love how she just flipped that and said, but what opportunities do I have in front of me? You know, not looking at what's closed down, but what is opening up and God just showing her, you know, how to live in the simplicity and to live in the moment and to to live with her kids. And actually what he had for her ultimately was the way that she would begin her healing and, and that journey. And I just was thinking about all of us, you know, all of us have things we're escaping and mm. we're running away from and we don't want to deal with, but she really just shared an invitation for all of us, even in 2021, when we want to be done with this, to step back and go, but what is God calling me to work through to get to ultimately what he's doing in my life, in my faith, and you know, how he wants to use me. So just a lot of food for thought. It was just, uh, she's wonderful. Loved her. What about yeah, you? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, it was encouraging to me just to hear how God had been working in this area in her life. Um, you know, speaking on this, advocating on this, leading their ministry now. Um, God had been preparing her for this season of grief and season really of mobilizing her to invite others into that process and um, just to help others find healing in that way. Just a good reminder that God's always at work. Um not that he wants our stories to be tragic, but he can continue to use that to yeah. bring, glory, bring glory to himself and help, you know, share that story to help other people. Right, right. You know, one thing that I have, I just was reflecting on all of these podcasts that we've done and the, the amazing women and conversations we've had. 
But what I am learning is to look for God in these stories, to not be drawn to, you know, the person, the ministry, the platform, the great things that they're doing. But I'm actually more touched when I listen to them and I'm just reminded that's God that is showing up for me as well. And I think that's just a, those are neat ears to have when you're listening to podcasts or listening to this is to find God in their story and allow him to speak to you in your story. Because we get so caught up in the, you know, the person and what all the great things they're doing. Yeah. It was cool. Yeah, absolutely. And we hope too, as you listen, uh, it, it's weird to not see you. We don't know all everyone that's able to hear these, but we know that God can use these two in your own life. And as you hear something that intersects with your own story and um, just calls out a truth that you needed to hear. We just hope that you're able to kind of take the next step. And if there's an action item that you hear, like we hope that you're able to listen for how God is working in your own life too. So a lot to think about from that conversation. We're going to keep bringing these to you this month and are excited about um, these stories that you will hear. Next week, we have an awesome guest, Stacey Hennigan. And um, her story is amazing as well. And you won't want to miss it. So make sure you like us. Please like <laughs> I mean, us. We know, we're likable we know you people. Like us. <laughs> <laughs> but like the podcast and subscribe so that you are sure to never miss a week. We hope you have a great day. We'll see you next week. Bye.